Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Oh, enough boo-hooing, Mike. We get it. You're sad. You don't feel that great. <laughs> Why do you have to tell us about it? I get it, folks. I'm done. I'm done blabbering. I went uh, back to Western Mass. I went to the loony bin for a week. I, I, I rejuvenated. And uh, I'm back in business, baby. Feeling good. Ready to trash some people. And I decided, since I put you guys through hell last week, listening to my... Selfish rambling. Who needs that? I decided let's have some fun this week. Let's bash some other people. Let's talk some trash here on Trash Talk. Now, I, w- got th- I made it through that rant, but does my mic sound like shit? Yay or nay, Jared? No. no Sounds it fine. You know, it's good. All I, right. I think it, it, there's a little scratching, but I believe mm, this was my headphones Okay. since I took them out of the It was seat. my headphones, too. Folks, I apologize for Jared's incompetence and then lying to me. It's you heard not, it here on the air. Okay. Just He's obviously lying to me. For the record. It sounds off. For the record, your headphones are terrible. They always have a noise in them. These are the things that drive me to kill me. I don't want to talk about killing you use, myself. But you makes, used my headphones last week. <laughs> he makes me do it. <laughs> you used them last week, you used mine, and there wasn't a problem. All right. Anyways. Uh, we're getting back to the, the, real, the real crux of this show. Uh, talking shit about people who have accomplished something in a field that I have done nothing in yet. So, the... What is it called? Mass Media... Mass Channel Market Research? Or New England Channel Market Research. Yes, that is it. Um, it's this big survey that goes on every year, and I've heard Felger and Maz talk about it for a few years. The other shows don't focus on it as much, but Felger and Maz go through it every year. Um, so the last few years I've been kind of fascinated by it, because I think it's a big enough sample size, uh, to get, to get a read on what people's feelings are about Boston sports and, uh, particularly for my interest, the media. And this survey actually had, I think they said it had 19,000 like respondents, but it wasn't just Massachusetts. All was, New England. Yeah, it was New Hampshire. And, and, and their, their qualifications are like, uh, you have to uh, follow one of the, at least one of the sports teams at least half the time. So for at least half of the Patriots season, you're following the Patriots. For at least half of the Red Sox, you know, so on and so forth. So I think it, it, it's a fairly decent way to gauge, but there are some flaws and we'll go through that. Um, I tweeted out, at BlindMike underscore, I tweeted out some of the, the lists that are pertinent to this discussion. And uh, we'll start with the most boring. TV, did I, did I tweet out TV shows or just TV personalities? The shows I don't really care about. Was it in the same tweet? It was in the same, yeah, I uh, posted three pictures in one tweet. 
Um, just members of Boston Media. I just have the members of Boston Media. Yeah, so it's anybody. Okay. Yeah, everyone's so, open for the. So trash. the shows they the, the shows they did. Um, I mean, the TV shows are all boring. It's like quick slants and and you know Red Sox review and all that horseshit. But number one, I was I- interested to see was uh, Felger and Maz. And they don't give you multiple choice. So uh, the number one show that comes to people's mind, the number one New England sports show on television, uh, is without give, being given options, is Felger and Maz. And I found that kind of interesting just because it, it shows you the, the spinelessness that Nesson has. And I hate to do this on Jimmy Fun Day, but it's coming out late. We're almost done. <laughs> We're almost done. We're almost done with Jimmy. Fonda. In about four hours, it'll be yeah. done. So who yeah. cares? No one's everybody, Everyone's listening to this on Wednesday. You know, or third. What day is it? Everyone's listening to this on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. So, um, but it shows you the spinelessness of Nesson to get rid of uh, Kirk and Callahan, or at the very least, not put on uh, Dale and Holly now Dale and Keith. Because, and I, I, you'll see later in the program. I don't defend Dale nor Keith often. You never but, do. But, what are you talking about? Right. Well, you did once. I constantly disrespect them. <laughs> but uh, Dale and Keith are Nesson. They're a they're a boring, safe show that will not say anything to ruffle any feathers. So if Nesson's looking for daytime programming, I I never understood why they don't put Dale and Holly now Dale and Keith on there. Um. So it speaks to their dumbness, kind of. <laughs> can, you, can you criticize someone for being dumb and use the word dumbness? Probably not. But you just use it. shout it's out fine. to Felger and Maz. Um, don't worry. I'll go after them as well. We'll get there. But uh, also the number one TV personality, again, Michael Felger, who isn't on TV. FYI, I just got a correction for you. Yeah. Not TV. These are just... I'm got... sorry, number two on TV was not, Michael Felger. They're not TV, though. It's just... No, local... no, no, the ones you're looking at are radio. So yeah, so it's 2018 favorite local oh local TV sports yes. personality. Yeah, there's yeah, a couple. So. There's a couple lists on there. Yeah, I, the ones are mostly radio. Tom Karen is number one. Yes, he is. And number two is Felger. But also, again, it, it proves the the not scientificness of this. That Tom Karen is number one. That means there's a lot of older people, and you know, moms, and that kind of just you know check in with the Red Sox once in a while, and they're like, oh, I like that Tom Karen. He's an he's a nice boy. Tom Karen's a nice boy. <laughs> you know, he's a safe, he's the guy you, uh, you know, you bring home to mom. Minahan's the guy you, you, know, you fool around with, <laughs> if I may say so myself. That, maybe that's more Reamer's territory to judge. He's, but the, uh, he's the bad boy. That, he's uh, the bad boy. He's out on the corner smoking a cigarette. But Tom Karen's a safe guy. Fel- Felger's not, so Felger's not. That, that's impressive, and it says a lot about the Felger and Maz show. A show that I think has its flaws uh, and is not my favorite show. But it's a show you got to respect because they have dominated a drive time spot for almost a decade by like a margin. Before more, this came out, a margin. I didn't think it was as big as it. Well, like I knew it was big gap, but yeah. I didn't realize that it they was were more than big. doubling Dale and Keith, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy considering Dale and Keith were second. Yeah, that makes were. it even crazy. That says what other shit was on? Like what complete horse shit was against those two shows? Nothing, if Felger and Maz are doubling the, the second opponent. Yeah. Um, so, you know, TV I don't care as much about because bo- local sports talk on television is garbage. You got, The cream of the crop 
is Trenny and Gary Tangway. That's saying a lot. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, second is uh, that stupid Michael Holly DJ Bean show. I haven't even watched it. In the middle of the night. They already reduced it, but they cut it down an hour. It was two? It was three. It was three? <laughs> yes. Now it's two hours. Who would watch Michael Holly for three hours on TV every night? Well... Who would listen to him on the, on the radio for four? People did it. Not me. <laughs> People did it. I don't know why. He got paid a lot of money. An absurd amount, from what I've heard. An absurd amount of money yeah, and then to, got do, pa- to do radio. And they got, and paid, they got a- paid more to do TV. <laughs> I don't get it. Apparently, people love Micah Hawley. People He's love a good him. writer. Yeah, well, that's how he got his his big start. Is That's how he started here, yeah. isn't he? He was a writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was they a writer for the in. Globe, but then wrote book, like good books. Yeah. I assume. I'm. You know what? I'm lying. I've never read his books. Neither have I. <laughs> People, people say the books are good. Would so have, I assume they're good. Would have been giving them out. People have said, oh, my, that Michael Holly, I yes. love his books. So yeah. I'm just going on. Yeah, when I find free copies and give them to people, I say, hey, is a good book? I swear. <laughs> if I could read, if I could see, I'd read. This is a book I'd read. <laughs> I'd read this book. Uh, so, yeah, TV I don't really give a shit about. I think number one, Felger and Maz. I think number two was like Quick Slants, that Tommy Curran show. And it's like no one watches that. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I mean Tom Curran is more of a—he's a beat writer anyway. Right. That's why it, people like him. Tommy, Tommy Curran, and I like Tommy Curran. Tommy Curran uh, is a talented guy. I like Tommy. He's got a personality. Uh, but that show, you know, it's on in prime time. It's on at uh, eight o'clock, I think now, and it's you know it does a, a point one, or if that. So no, I mean just comparative. It's not a criticism. It's literally comparatively, percentage-wise, no one watches the show. And it's just because, you know, it's a local kind of boring sports show. Yeah, and the only sports show that people actually watch are the big ones. So TV doesn't matter, especially in this day and age. Radio is where I focus. I mean, it's the focus of this show all the time, obviously. But just with my personality. I listen to a lot of radio and podcasts, so it's what I'm more interested in. Let's go shows. Do we have the radio show rankings? According... To the entire region of New England, which this is interesting because you got to factor in that Western Mass, Maine, parts of New Hampshire, Vermont, and Connecticut only get WEI. Yeah, they're dominated. Only get WEI. The Sports Hub is only in all of Eastern Mass, pretty much all of Rhode Island, I think, and parts of New Hampshire. It cuts out. And Central Mass. It go, you get it in Central Mass. Uh, yeah, I've been listening to it. It cuts out. Um... Right about Worcester. Yeah, like Worcester just passed about halfway between Worcester and so Springfield. So the sports hub is at a disadvantage, which I found interesting in this poll. I'd like to see the breakdown of where everyone lives, but I, I wouldn't like to see it. I don't really give a shit that much. But but it is interesting. Uh, so let's go by shows. Let's go from the bottom up. Bottom up? Yeah. Oh, boy. Literally the bottom. <laughs> uh, do you want, so it's a, t- it's a tie at the it's bottom. It's a two-way tie. I'd well, like to hear the, the, the bigger, let's say the bigger show. The bigger of the, the two? two. Yeah. All right. So at 6% of people who voted, the 19,000 or so people that voted in this, mm-hmm. the Adam Jones show. Now, that's not what I meant by the 6%. <laughs> now, wait a second. <laughs> that is the I think you show. deliberately misunderstood me. Hold on, what? I think, <laughs> I think you took my words and twisted them around. I didn't mean, I meant the show that was in a drive time spot. Dale and Keefe, 6%. <laughs> So tied with the Adam Jones show. Now you mean to tell me? I'll do a little radio and pretend I didn't know this. You mean to tell me that Dale and Keith, up until two weeks ago, were in a drive afternoon drive spot on a station broadcast all around New England. They are tied with who? 
Adam Jones. Ah, the, the creator of the Dong Report. The Dark Knight himself. <laughs> now, I know uh, Minahan has a big problem with Adam Jones, and I've never known why. Like, not even a pro- it's not uh, like a petty. They hate each other, so he trashes them thing. It's literally he, every time Adam Jones comes up, unless there's something I don't know, unless there's something personal that I don't know. Every time Adam Jones comes up, comes up, Minahan says he's the he's the fucking war. He's unlistenable. He's so untalented. He's terrible on the radio. He's not untalented. And it's it, it's a weird thing because I think Minahan's a very good judge of that shit. And I've never heard him talk like that about someone else that he didn't have either a personal vendetta with or, or who was legitimately very bad at their job. You know, he's usually pretty spot on. But when I listen to Adam Jones, I've never... I know you like him, right? I do. I love that show. See, I've never... I certainly would never go that far. But I don't mind him. When I listen to Adam Jones, I think, okay... He's got a thing he's doing. He's trying to be Felger and then some. He's trying to be super negative. My my biggest problem with Jones was honestly, ironically, when Keith was on there, when every what? everyone would tell me. Now, I think that you know they had fine chemistry, or whatever. But everyone, every and it, people my age would tell me, "Oh, Mike, you gotta listen." You. If you yeah. didn't, and you didn't like it, you gotta listen. What's wrong? With you gotta you? listen to the Adam Jones and Rich Keefe, John Sterling and Susan Wall. Oh my God! Okay, is it so funny? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is a It is a hoot. I gotta tell you, the, when when Rich Keefe does Susan Waldman, oh, I just die. Oh, oh, it is so spot on. First of all, it's a terrible impression. <laughs> At, le- at least Adam Jones sounds a little like John Sterling. Rich Keefe just goes like this. Oh, my God. Anyone could do that. It's not, it doesn't sound like Susan Waldman. And it, he would just they would say things verbatim that Sterling and Waldman said. So it wasn't creative at its core. <laughs> and it was a horrible impression. So I, that's what always bothered me about the Jones and Keefe show was that, oh, Mike, you got Mike. I'm t- you like you, now, Mike. You know, funny. You like the you. You're a fan of the legs of Bill Burr, Louis C.K., Dave. But you like these guys. Let me show you something. <laughs> Let me show you this Adam Jones, Rich Keefe, John Sterling, Susan Waldman impression. You're gonna you're gonna lose your your, your tits. Oh my God! You're go- you're just gonna lose it, my friend. No, it was God. It was so bad, and the amount of people I had to like. Oh, tell- oh yeah, that's. That's very good. No, please stop playing. You don't have to play it again. No, no, I don't want to hear the other one. No, no. I, oh, I'm sure it's better. I'm just, I, 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 I just can't listen to it. I'm so sorry. You phony. You should have just told him it was bad. I don't have time. No, you I don't, don't have time to be honest with everyone. No, you don't have the balls. I can be yeah, honest on here. That's real. Yes, that too. Yeah. But it's like it takes, it's a, lot, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of work. Become a little bit more confrontational. In my real life, do I really have to? I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, just, be a but, w- just be a welcome man for everybody. So now, of course, I love... The Adam Jones Show, because my boy Christian Arkin is on there. C.A., tearing up nights again. You hypocrite. <laughs> I love C.A. He's the you... only one of three or four guys that has ever given me a shot. So I got to give him fucking... Yeah, so Mike just gets done telling us how awful this show is. And oh, No, no, no. No, no. No, gotta... I said Jones and Keith. the impression was awful. Yeah, but right. let, me, let me backtrack, because I don't want people to misunderstand like you have. I don't mind Adam Jones. And I'll say this about another show up on the list is that Adam Jones, when I listen to Adam Jones, I've never turned it off out of mind-numbing boredom, and I've never made a point to say, ooh, Adam Jones is on. i got to listen. Or, ooh, Adam Jones is filling in for Felger today. I better listen. 
I've never had – neither way has he ever swayed me. So that's my opinion of Adam Jones. So for that guy to be on at night, <laughs> a time where, let me tell you, as a guy who's done some time with my boy Patrick Gilroy, no one's listening to that hour. I can assure you. No one is listening. So for Adam Jones to go in a time where no one's listening and tie the afternoon drive show on the competitor's station, that says a lot about why you're in middays now, Dale and Keith. I know Dale, I mean, uh, uh, Keith went on a, uh, well, this isn't fair. We only had one book without Michael Holly. How, how is that fair? Well, it's fair because you're getting trounced <laughs> by the competition. And the night guy on the other station is more popular than you. <laughs> so, what's number four? Moving up the list. We got Adam Jones and <laughs> and Dale and Keefe at the bottom, which is an abomination and says a lot about the switching that's going on at this station. So the next two are tiebreakers. Tied again? Yes, sir. Okay. The morning shows. Both morning shows. Both morning shows. Toucher and Rich and Kirk and Callahan receive 12% of that vote. Now, that's about right. That's about inaccurate. Because while, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make fun of uh, Toucher and Rich for doing shit like County Jeopardy and having on Pete Abraham. And just god-awful hacky things like that. You're just biased against Pete Abe. But have you ever heard him on the radio? I'm not wrong. No. I may be biased, but that doesn't mean I'm wrong. No, no, I have not heard oh, him on the radio. Oh, it's abysmal. Uh, he's a, a completely uninteresting guy. And they put him on Nesson, which is more of a crime, because you have to see his toadish face. Oh, I've seen his face. Oof. It's not something I want to look at. Oof. A face for radio, if nothing else. Or writing. That's what yes. he does. But... Uh, that's about right. So despite my criticism of Toucher and Rich, they are a good show. I think Toucher can be funny. I respect that he's a, uh, a Jim Norton fan. That makes me like him a little more. But, uh, you know, the show's not necessarily for me, but I respect uh, that they do have talent. And judging by the ratings, if you want to go by ratings again, they, those two morning shows are about tied. Yeah, they just... pretty much. I mean, for about a year and change... Kirk and Callahan dominated as far as finishing number one, but it's the difference was negligible. It was close enough that Toucher and Rich could just say they were number one also, and no one really questioned it. So that's how close, you know what I mean? It, and that, that's not even taking a shot at them. That's genuinely just being like, that's how close it was. Yeah, it was just like basically a tie for the so one spot. So i got no problem with that. Now, is it the next one that I think I have a problem with? Is this second place? Uh, no, it is okay, not. Okay, we got third place. No, though. this is third place. Okay, this what, is when there are no tie. There is no, no ties, ties for the rest of the They list. separate. Okay, so who's third? So with seventeen percent of that vote in favor of it, or voting for other favorites, it is OMF. Another interesting statement about more than anything else, in my opinion, Dale and Keith. Yeah. The the uh, midday show that replaced you was remarkably more popular in this poll. In a time slot where in a time slot are where work. fewer fewer people are listening, so again, you know when Rich Keefe says it's not fair, I don't get it, dude. Seems completely fair. To all, me. You, all you got to do is look at those numbers, yeah. and you know you're not doing something right. You got to start. Do, you're doing something wrong, and you got to fix it, whatever that is. So top two now. Now we get to second place, and this one I found a little surprising. This is where you. This have seemed a like a. This is where I started to have a problem. This seemed like a playing favorites vote. Like people were just like, oh, I like. I like them. This is uh, Zolak and Bertrand. Who? Zolak, Meathead, and Fatso. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> I'll change it up. I've wanted you. that to catch on. So, twenty-two <laughs> percent of the favorite vote. That that really surprised me, and that 
obviously has a lot to do with Zoe. And again, this poll wasn't multiple choice. So people have to do a recall and be like, ah, what do I listen to? Ah, you know what? I like Beetle and Zola. So I think that's got a lot to do with the popularity of Zola. Because again, it's a midday show. So are really more people listening to that than Touch Run Rich or Kirk and Callahan? No. No, time at all. But it's just, you know, they like the fucking... <laughs> nonsense that, Zola, that bullshit you can't understand that Zolak says. And they feel bad for a man who is horribly battling obesity and losing miserably. So between those two, you got the sympathy vote and you got the, the, the wild maniac that people love for some reason. I shouldn't say... I, I never hated Zolak until he wronged me, so I get I get the appeal. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a fun, seems like a fun fun loving guy. I think there's some darkness there you think that so? we don't see. Oh sure, probably. Well, I mean, the guy talks about drinking all the time in a manner that's always, hey, hey crack a couple be- crack a couple s- silver bullets. Like one of our or or one and only LB fun loving guys. But you never see you never see the other side of that. That's true. You never see when he's fucking doing weird things on Twitter. You don't hear about that the next day. No, I just I think he's morphed into too much of that party that, guy. That party guy mentality, I think. It's and what awful. is with the, the sunglasses indoors? He's a douchebag. Who do you think you are? He's a douche. Although <laughs> you're culturally appropriating my people, first of all. Although your boy, as I said to Jim Murray, Jim Murray, I got to give him an excuse. Started wearing the sunglasses. Said it's because of the lighting. He Which said I he's believe. going to wear them until the lighting is turned down in that studio. I believe it. I'm inclined to believe it. Zoe has been doing it. When I went on Zolak and Bertrand, it was Zoe and Hardy. And Zoe was we- it was in a dimly lit CBS scene. And Zoe was wearing the sunglasses. And that studio down there, I went down there after yeah. they vacated it. It's a cave. Yeah. Why are you wearing sunglasses down there? Right. So, you know. But, hey, second most popular show in the market, apparently. So good for them. And number one, again, Receiving Felger only and Mass. 2% more of that vote. Than Zoe and Bertrand. Now that's odd. Twenty four percent. Again, that's weird. Again, that's weird. But it's just, I, I, you'd have to see what people they, what type of people. <laughs> like I'm curious the age demographics. Uh, based on what we do here at Intercom, most yeah. of the time, it's not hard for me to picture that. Yeah. If you all want to picture it, wait. What are you saying? If, Explain that. If people want to, for us, yeah. for you and me, yeah, 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 what we do here with the promotions department. Oh, okay. We know. What types of people are listening, listening to what to shows and yeah, like yeah, yeah. love to show up? Yeah, and be like, oh, they're the best. And it is. It's the it's the exact demographic that you would think. It's like the downtrodden. Yeah. It's exactly the type of people you would think that love going to radio events to not see <laughs> the radio personalities right. there. Yeah, so it's an interesting group that probably votes on this. I, w- yeah, I guess I can't even call myself normal, but I'm one of the few people that could pose as normal that would be interested. In taking this poll. I'd be like, ooh, yes. As a matter of fact, I will. <laughs> well, but I can't working. imagine most people are like, ooh, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to well, spend we're, some time. We're radio nerds here, right. too. We like it. Exactly. Not a lot of people are. So now we get to personalities. Um, let's skip the TV because who gives a shit? Let's just do radio personalities. Um, let's start again. Uh, you know what? Start from the top down because this is kind of like... Now, now that we've read two lists, you kind of know where it's starting. So who's number one in radio? Mike Felger. Yeah. Number one. The guy's dominating. That vote. The guy's dominating. Now. 20% myself. You can't even. So. And this, this kind of goes to a thing we're going to get into in a minute. It's hard for me to criticize Felger. Because it's, yes, he's a douchebag. 
but he wants to be. That's the role he's wa- he wants to play. He wants to annoy you. When people call up and say, oh, Felger's so goddamn annoying. What? Oh, oh, tell that Felger. It's the same with Minahan. We get a lot. Oh, I cannot listen because of Minahan. That, well, that, you're, you're perpetuating that. <laughs> he wants that. He wants you to not like him. He wants there to be a segment of people that can't stand him. It breathes life into, yes. the, into Michael Felger. It's the Howard Stern thing. Why do they keep listening? They want to hear what he's going to say next. So, my problem with Felger is uh, I think he, he seems to me like a fairly bright guy and like a guy who is interested in other stuff. So his complete reluctance to, you know, you don't have to be Kirk and Callahan. You don't have to talk about that shit all the time. But when Donald Trump is elected president of the United States and it doesn't come up the next day, shit like that to me is mind-blowing. It's, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's Like just... when, a, when a thing happens that you cannot ignore and they don't mention it. Or if they mention it, it's, well, we don't talk that stuff on this program. I think that's exactly. I think that might be word for word what they said. The day yeah, we don't after. talk about that on this program. That's crazy to me. Or even if you want to say, well, it's got nothing to do with sports. Well, then go to the Colin Kaepernick thing. They wouldn't talk about the Kaepernick thing. That to me blows my mind. Why you wouldn't talk about something that is pervasive in the NFL that and people be, are fascinated by and people actually care about it. People outside the NFL doesn't matter what you think those people's opinions are. It's affecting ratings. Yeah, like it legitimately is. So that's weird to me with Felger, but. I cannot criticize Felger for that because there are other people I can. <laughs> but with Felger, look at his ratings. Look at his popularity. Most popular guy on TV and radio, and he's not even on TV. <laughs> that's that's pretty goddamn impressive. Beasley got him off TV. Yeah. So now it like what? Yeah, so you gotta get you gotta tip your fucking cap to Mikey Felger. Say what you want about the guy, he's a talent. Uh there th- there are reasons I don't like that show. Much bigger than him. We'll get to that later. Who is numero dos? We got a tie again. I think I know. We get a tie for number two from the radio, from the show vote. Uh, Boston Zone, Mark Bertrand, and Scott Zolak, 15%. So it's one, two, and three. They can't fit those two into two two slots. There's too much mass Yeah, there's too much meat there. (laughs) Um, And again, it's not fat shaming. Or it is. It is. I, we're we're going to talk. We're gonna, I'm going to mention the weight loss challenge I've got going later. You should be a little ashamed if you are that morbidly obese, and you have children. You should be a little concerned, not ashamed. Don't don't shame the guy. Just say, hey, Zolak is the one we should really. He's an enabler, obviously. Of if that's your partner, your livelihood kind of revolves around what his life is like. You got to say, hey, man, cut the fucking hoagie out at lunch. Sometimes you know. <laughs> you know. Relax. I, I also think they don't really have, to me, it doesn't seem like they have much of a personal a relationship? relationship. No, not at all. It's just a professional one. Sure. Um, but then again, Beetle is the odd one. Zolak totally get. that. The, the popularity of Zolak, I completely get. The Josie and the Subzo and the all that happy horse shit. Subzo. He's a fun-loving guy. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> God damn Sure, I think he, he's got some demons behind, hiding behind those glasses that he's not addressing. But publicly, he's a fun-loving guy. And um, I get the popularity there. Beetle, I don't get. Be- and I, I don't dislike Beetle. Again, what I've said about the, the Zolak and Bertrand show is the same as what I said about Adam Jones. I've never turned it off because I was bored when I was listening. Because I, I was never like, oh, Jesus Christ. 
and I've I've never needed to be at my radio between ten and two to no. listen to ninety eight five. Well, it's just vanilla. It's just like it's fine. It's like plain. It's de- it's decent sports talk, is what it is. Yeah, it's straight sports talk. They never get out of that path. No, they do a little bit. Yeah, barely. It's like Zoe will do. A Morgan and Freeman impression. Oh, Jesus. And everyone Christ. will think, again, everyone, I don't get these impressions. Raise the bar a little on these impressions. Zoax Morgan Freeman is not funny. Hey, I actually. And it's not bad enough to be bad funny. It's just bad. I will. The Adam Jones impression of Scott Farrell, I do. FSR. Scott Farrell on the bench. It's I can't Scott do, I can't, on the bench. I can't do it either. But any, Scott Farrell's one anyone can kind of do to some extent. Yeah, all you got to do is make it sound like you've smoked. 20 packs a day. For I'm surprised Scott years. Farrell wasn't higher than Dalen Keefe on that list. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if he was included. Well, <laughs> he's national. Yeah. But, all right. I, again, I don't get the popularity of Bertrand. I don't think he has much. Like, I don't know his personality. If you ask me to describe what Beatles like, other than, again, morbidly obese. Up. And I say that not to insult, but to inspire. I would say that he's just a plain. Yeah, I'd, the most average guy. So on it's the radio. weird to me that he's up there, but I think it's maybe that he doesn't ruffle any feathers. Probably, he's not as bland as Dale, but he still doesn't bother any. You know, people people like him. He's pleasant. He's a yeah. pleasant enough fellow. That's that's the perfect word for him. He's just pleasant. So let's go down the list a little bit. All right, how far down? You want to go to the next? Next one, one yeah. We got Tony Maz. How how far down? Do you, yeah, let's skip everyone and. Go. Yeah, I could go to the, the bottom. The I next guess. one, yeah, the next one on the list is what I meant. <laughs> you said, you said, let's go down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like, all right, how many? So Tony Maz is next. Yes, sir. Eleven percent okay. of that vote. See, I guess I get it. He's a. I'll say this about Maz. He's at least a personality. He's at least unique. You know, I think part of that though is the popularity of the show he's on. It's, it's, well, of course, and he's just riding Felger's coattails. Who I'm not surprised didn't make this list is the third chair there, Jim, Jim Murray. Murray. I'm surprised because people seem to like him a lot. People love him, but again, I don't know if those guys were considered. I guess you could put in whoever you wanted. Like you think that they removed the third chairs because they're technically no, they couldn't because it was not it was a write in. So you could write in Mike. You can write in Blind Mike if you wanted to. Not enough Blind Mike votes. I thought I'd get one percent. Got to get some of that. <laughs> Out of nineteen thousand people, I couldn't get one percent of the bar stools. The bar, the bar stools. The fucking stoolies to come out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I am a little surprised Jim Murray's not on there. Over a guy like Bertrand, because Murray's got more of a personality. He's on a drive time slot. Um, so yeah, you're right. I, I am a little surprised. My boy Big Jim's not on there. But uh, Maz, at least as a personality, I think it's completely fake. I think when you hear Ordway say stuff like, uh, "When Maz used to do the Big Show, Ordway would try to work in some Bruins." Hold on, when they were relevant. What? You didn't know that? I didn't know that. That's, bo- both Felger and Maz started on the Big Show back in the day. Damn, I didn't know that. Yes. And now here they so are. So now, now I've conjured an image where Ordway retakes uh, first place in the ratings and w- waddles over to 98.5 in Dorchester <laughs> and in, in uh, Walter White-like fashion just says, Say my name, boys. <laughs> all you got all you got hey, suck my dick. All, all you got to do to get him to waddle over there is, uh, at light speed is park his car over there and tell him he's going to go to Dorchester. <laughs> yeah, he'll be there at 159. <laughs> or now... Uh, uh, five fifty nine. <laughs> yeah, take off. Um, so yeah. Uh, so when when uh, Maz was doing the big show back in the day, Ordway tried to work in some hockey, or probably more Pete maybe tried to work in some hockey. And in the breaks, Ordway says he would like throw a fit. We can't hockey's so boring. We can't keep talking hockey. No, no one likes hockey. This is ridiculous. 
I hate hockey. I can't. I never watch it. You can't say that in the Northeast, especially in Boston. Well, well, apparently Maz realized that. And now you watch that show during Bruins season, and he's Mr. Hockey. Yeah. More than Gordie Howe. Old Maz has a <laughs> has a bees sweatshirt on and can't wait to talk a little a little puck. And then they and then they promptly <laughs> in reality a, he's probably not watching the game still to this day. Well, even still, he might be Mr. Hockey, but they talk about it five minute segment. Then they just push right past uh, it. I got I, I, I got to give him this. They talk about it a lot more than other shows. Well, that and I don't you know, know if it's giving him anything because I, mean, I think it's dreadfully boring. Felger but. used to Felger used to be the beat writer for him. Did, was he? Yeah, he Before wrote the Patriots. Yeah. So, um, yeah, after. Maz, I'll give I'll give that he has a personality. I think my problem with him is that a, a lot of it is fake, and that a lot of it is, I don't know how he's survived in the Me Too era, but ninety percent of his content, I swear, are boner jokes. He talked. The about- guy is talking about his erection. Like till the cows come home. <laughs> He talked about Chris Sale's ass for about five minutes yesterday. He loves talking about men's bodies. Mike, he's he got no ass. He he's got no ass, Mike. He can't get enough of it. And I, I got a little, uh, I got a little, I got a little, a Blake Swihart in my pants. <laughs> Don't forget about the chubby for Charlie, too. Oh, who needs porn when you got McAvoy? Jared's not quick on the drop, so I got to do them. I got to do the, the Tony Maz drop. Yeah, I'm real slow about that. We can't <laughs> be doing that. Um... So yeah, I I think a lot of it's fake, and I, I don't think he's particularly funny. Like when people hear people hear laugh, people can be confused into laughing. <laughs> like that's the reason shows like The Big Bang Theory are so funny. It's not that they're funny; it's that they play a laugh track, and it's safe, and it's nice, and it's bright, and it's colorful, and the the the, the characters are friendly enough. So you're like, oh, this is fun. It's more fun than funny. Oh, look at the pretty colors. And that's Maz. He makes silly voices, and he's got a high, he's a little a creepy looking bald guy. <laughs> he giggles. <laughs> he, he giggles when you poke him in the belly. <laughs> so that you, Pillsbury Doughboy. You, you trick yourself into thinking you're having fun. <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to picture Maz's face on like a little white yes. little doughboy. It fits. <laughs> it's, it's it fits hilarious. very well. Um, but yeah, he tricks you into thinking you're having a wild, wacky time, and uh, it's not for me. But like I said, I get he's different than a lot of people, so I get why he's on that list. And then um, there are two more names on the list, and that's it, I think. Or three, three, more. three. Three. Oh, I know, I, I know who the other one is. Yeah, uh, who's next? We got Lou Merloni. Lou Merloni, I like that 10%. a lot. Again, you're starting to see on this list where, uh, where where's the other uh, afternoon drive show that was there for an entire year. I mean, you can say, hey, they moved him to middays two weeks ago. <laughs> it hasn't been that long a time. No, this vote still Where's counts. the other afternoon drive show? They, this was, um, uh, they were afternoon drive for this. Merloni, I think, is a guy that's improved a lot from the uh, Felger, I mean, the Felger and Mass, the fucking Mutton Merloni days. I think when you listen to that show, a lot of it, I can't say it. Say it. A lot of it was Mutt's fault. Say, oh, yes. Yes. I don't like to say it. I don't like to hurt the little guy's feelings. He's always been good to me. He's a very nice guy. And I think he's tremendous on the morning show. But I think he'll admit to you. A lot of it was Mutt's fault with that Mutt and Maloney show. But I think Lou, when you listen to that, was a little tight, a little too baseball-centric. Couldn't really joke about himself enough. Oh, he takes himself so seriously. But le- less so now, I would say. And that's another good thing about Fourier, too. Both of them, I think Ordway has opened them up a little bit. Cracked them open. Which is surprising to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. Um, bro, that, that's credit to Ordway. Make, make fun of him all you want. He, the guy knows radio. The guy knows how to do that shit. And I think his greatest project has been Fourier. 
Oh, for sure. Like he's turned him around a lot since he's been there. Um, but Maloney also. I think Maloney's opened up a lot more. But just in general, I think Maloney's improved. Uh, and like I said, I, I said this a few weeks back, but I don't know if you were here for that. I don't know if you heard this. That uh, the Felger and Mass show, when they originally went to 98.5, was originally supposed to be the Felger and Maloney show. And Maloney turned it down because he wanted to be on the station that does Red Sox. Um, that would have been a trim- such a better show. That is so short. Felger and Maloney. That was so short-sighted. That's like when I was applying to college and I wanted to just play lacrosse, so I'd let that drive it. And it right. hurt. It no affected me in the that, long run. Yes, very good. But I'm just saying, I'm comparing it to that. (laughs) Um, But that would have been such a better show. But neither here nor there. Maloney's in drive time now. It's 10 years later, nine years later. (laughs) Yeah, right. And uh, I I like what Maloney's doing on that show. And then the last two tied, I believe. And it must have eaten one of them alive that they were were tied with each other. Oh, I know. It must have really bothered you. Yeah. We got at 7%, it was Glenn Ordway and one Kirk Minahan. Now, does, if you're Minahan, Minahan would say, who gives a fuck about this poll, I'm guessing, was his opinion of it. Probably. But deep down, if you're looking at it and you're, like, you're tied with Ordway, that's got to just, it's got to hurt him a little bit. It's, I guarantee you. It's got to hurt him a little eating bit. Eating him just alive. To look at it and just go, what the fuck? I've done so much here. I've been the most, he, Minahan, brought, in a way, brought this station from the abyss. This station was dead 10 years ago. And Minahan was a large part of why it's alive now. And Ordway... You could look at it and say is a part of why it was dead. <laughs> In reality, and Minahan's got to look at that and just say, "What the? What do I have to fucking do to move up this list a little bit?" But but the th- the reason Minahan's so far down that list is because he's such a hateable person. Now you love him or hate him much more than Felger. Felger's like I hate his sports takes. Minahan's like you I either love him. him or hate him as a man. Yeah, you don't <laughs> like, like there him. were honestly there were people tweeting, and I assume. If you dumped some truth serum into these people, they'd tell you they were going overboard and just trolling. But there are legitimately people on Twitter after Minahan said he wanted to kill himself. That said he was suicidal. People said, "Good." Oh my god! <laughs> I wish he did. I mean, people, but- <laughs> so that's that's the level of inspiration Minahan draws from people. I mean, there's a picture of a guy at the front desk here that says, "If he a shows stalker. up, a do, Minahan stalker, do, do not, not let, let this him man in. in. Call, the, Call police. the cops." <laughs> I think that's Larry from Newburyport. Oh, it is? Yeah. So, Minahan draws that out of people, and I think that's why he's so far down the list, that a lot of people that listen to Kirk and Callahan despise Minahan. Now, it surprised me that Jerry didn't make this list. Over Again, over a guy like Bertrand. Yeah, he's so much more likable. So or... much more popular, so much more interesting. Yeah. In a drive time. So, I was very surprised Jerry didn't make this list. I'm actually a big fan of Jerry Callahan. But, uh, me too. How can he not be? Well, if you're a Democrat, that's how you can up it. <laughs> if, you're any, if you're anywhere left of, uh, uh, if I could, if I could come up with analogies, left right now, of I'd staunch come... Republican, you're <laughs> yes. gonna hate him. <laughs> I wish I was better at improving. I could have come up with something. But uh, and then Ordway finishes out that list, and uh, good for him. I I I've liked hearing when I've been in the car two to six. It feels right. There's something comforting about hearing Ordway back in that slot. And now it's better than the old Big Show because he's got. A real cast with him. It's Merloni and Fourier, and it's not. You don't. They don't have to rely on hoping Larry Johnson and Bill Burt can make an appearance. So, um, more or less, I like that list. I just think Beatles way too high. And another surprise that Callahan wasn't on there, and neither of the uh, TNR boys were on there. Yeah. Rich certainly would not expect to make it. But Fred Toucher, I'm surprised, doesn't have more popularity. Well, I think he's a lot, a lot, uh, a lot like Kirk, where he's you just think? he's hated. Is he? People hate him. Yeah, 
Well, See, you, I would think of Toucher, for the people that listen to that show, I would think of Toucher as more of a guy who's like, hey, he's the, he's the booze bag, he's the funny guy, he's the, you know, he doesn't care about nothing. <laughs> that kind of guy. So I wouldn't think people hate him as much. No, people hate him. Maybe because he's a Jets fan. <laughs> Is it something as here. dumb as that? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I was surprised, I was surprised the th- those three morning guys were not, well, two of the three morning guys were not on there. Um, but. So that rounds out the list of the, the high rankings. So what I wanted to do, in the spirit of this show, is talk about our bottom feeders and the people who most annoy you, the worst, most obnoxious people in, uh, specifically, all right, we'll, we'll go Boston media, because we have a few non-sports talk people in there. So Boston media in general, the people that annoy you the most. But I have a caveat with this. Uh, the names I got suggested to me on Twitter a lot were... Felger, Tomasi, Shaughnessy. Ooh, those are probably the most, the three most uh, recommended to me to mention. I have to say, none of those three are on my list. I don't know about yours, but none of those three are on my list because they are good at their job. Well, Tomasi, let me throw out of there. <laughs> Shaughnessy and Felger, very good, excellent at their jobs. Tremendous, tremendous at their jobs. Felger, best in the business apparently. <laughs> oh, he is. And. Uh, Shaughnessy has been great at what he does for years. So they are annoying on purpose. They're, so they're doing their job. You may hate them, but that's what they want. And Tomasi, obviously horrible at his job if you look at the Spygate debacle. But I like Tomasi on the radio. Wasn't was it Deflategate? I'm sorry. No, no, it was Spygate. Oh, I thought it was Deflategate. No, no, no. It was, it was, this was, that was years ago. Uh, it was the Matt Walsh thing, the, ta- the videotaping thing. Mm. Um, so Tomasi, you know. A horrible journalist, as we all know. But I, I like Tomasi on the radio. I think he's good. And, again, the reason I respect Tomasi more than anyone I have on my list is because he's willing to go on to that morning show and fight with them. Uh, he's not as much of a, a pussy as other people that are on my list. You know, So I have a little more respect for Tomasi. The fact that he came back in uh, to Kirk and Callahan. Uh, makes me respect him a little more. I mean, watch than, than other guys on that. Seeing him walk around these halls, you would think that he's a huge pussy, and just like you could <laughs> confront him, and you just be like, he'd roll his wheelie backpack around. He'd be like, oh, I'm afraid, but he's not. You got to give him credit, and you got to give, give the guy credit for, for staying in the market after he was fucking despised for the deflate. I mean, you, yeah, now you got me saying the uh, Spygate thing. Robert Kraft, they they had him banned from Gillette Stadium. Yeah, you can't go anywhere near there. So he stayed here after that. That shows some balls that a lot of people don't have. So I, res- I, I have respect for those three guys, even though they got named to me a lot. And um, Reamer, I don't have on my list either. Because, again, I, I want to give him more time. And I think Reamer's got some balls, too. I think Reamer's willing to, to uh, answer his detractors live on the air rather than going behind the scenes. Why are you talking about me? To me, why are, you, why are you making fun of me like that? To me, Reamer's not really that bad. He's just annoying. He's just kind of annoying. He's a little he's annoying. Just, that's really he can his be a little only annoying. Problem. And he's so young. He's younger than me, even. Older and, than me, though. And he's uh, he 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 has a lot of opinions that I think will change with his age. Put it that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wouldn't. He know he has a lot of knowledge on things. He, like here's why he, I would say beat me. I don't even know if he beat me, but he sounded a lot smarter than me. In when we were talking about uh, the political shit, well, just we had, not your that we had him in for. Well, that's the thing. I still believe I was right in that argument, but Reamer—that's his thing. He knows a shit ton more than me, so he can throw a lot of facts and figures out at me that I don't. I'm like, well, I don't. 
I don't know how to refute that and sound intelligent, but I know you're wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's what where he he's a lot more into that shit than me, so he's a lot more well read on it. Well, you know how you solve that problem? Start reading? No. Oh, <laughs> although yes, that was. <laughs> I say, that seems like a lot of work. No, no, no. You okay. don't have to. You don't have to do any more work. All you got to do is start yelling. Oh, go fuck yourself! Get yeah, out. there this you is go. My pod. Get the hell out of here. Get in the spirit. Um, so those guys I do- were suggested to me a lot, but I do not have them on my list. Let's start with the bottom of your list, and uh, then I'll go to mine. The bottom of my list. She is not. She. She. Two are female at the bottom. So. Not my most. Well, we're all inclusive here on Trash Talk. Not we, my most we hated. Insult any gender. Not my most hated. Any and all genders. Definitely. All seventy-eight of them. Continue. <laughs> all of them. I'm so funny. Let's list them all. I just think it's funny. Continue. So we have Amy Lawrence. Now, technically, not. I disputed this. I didn't know how I felt about it. Ah, she is. I don't just like you including awful. outsiders here. Okay, she's she's simulcasted here. All we right. put her podcast up. She's unbearable. Okay. She doesn't have any good sports takes. You think she's wrong about everything. It's just it's just terrible. Right. But do enough people know her to consider her one of the worst? Seeing as she's on overnights. No, right? I don't think so. I think that was a bad online. choice. Ah. But to each their own. I decided to start with a much more prominent figure. And in the interest of fairness, I went with an EEI guy to show, hey, I'm no patsy. I'm no shill. I'm no corporate shill. Okay, well, who's I'll it? I'll criticize my own. Yeah, okay. Who is it, though? Well... <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> well, who you is think it? it's a safe choice? Yeah, I think it's, it's one of Dale them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa. I didn't see that coming at all. My number five most annoying employee. Uh, uh, most annoying employee. <laughs> most. <laughs> that would be you. Yes. Followed closely by me. Um, my number five worst, mo- most annoying um, person in media is Dale Arnold. Because it all st- I wouldn't. Con- I would- Dale Arnold wouldn't annoy me. He would just be milk toast and boring to me. He is, but he anno- but he annoys me because I heard him on that Kirk Minahan podcast many months ago, maybe a year ago, and I heard him be interesting and introspective and talk about things he never talked about before. And I said, "This is a this is a guy. He's a real guy. It's, he's a he's a hu- there's a human being under there." But he doesn't bring in under that, that studio under that that knit sweater <laughs> that you picture him wearing on the air. And he, but instead on the air, he's fucking Ned Oakley, Oakley, Ned Flan- the Ned Flanders of radio. And he's just Mister. Hey, how's everybody doing? I hope everyone's having a great time. And he'll get down in that in that kind of that nice dad voice, like he's gonna give you some milk and cookies with your radio. Oh, and it's really? Just, and it's just very boring. You mean it? Um, but I think Dale Dale's got some edge to him. Like that, like deep down in real life, I think he's got some edge to him. He's held a grudge with Gary Tangway for 18 years. What? He's held a grudge with Tangway for 18 years over whether or not the Patriots should have traded Bloodsoe or Brady. That's going to be the most polite, <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, no, polite Tangway's feud. got some edge to him, too. Well, I know, but, Tangway's like, got some real edge. outward, it's got to seem like the most, it's got to be the most polite feud. Like, I hate you. By the way, we didn't do the TV personalities. I was sad for Gary Tangway. He didn't even place. Really? Didn't get more than four. Per- I love Gary Tangway. Okay. He's like the the oafish uncle you kind of root for, but he never gets out of your parents' basement. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you're like, come on, you're, you're so funny. and you know, <laughs> Just the guy you want to have around. Yeah, you want to root for him, but he just gives you no reason to. <laughs> uh, so I felt bad for Tangway. But yeah, five on my list is Dale. Let's go to uh, four on your list. We have Trini. Okay. 
Now we're talking. There we go. And why is twenty? Why do you have twenty four? She's such a hypocrite. Sure. It's just that to me, that's it. Okay. I just I think she's unlistenable. She has no ball. She won't go on Kirk and Callahan because she doesn't agree with them and doesn't what doesn't want to argue with someone. Yes. Doesn't want to defend her own points. Are you kidding me? Right. It's like have have an edge to you. Like go defend yourself. Say show everyone why these people are so bad or if you want to be this person that's so edgy and goes after people you have to take that same criticism and you can't go i'm a woman don't say that about me oh i have depression don't say that about me i have anxiety you can't say you can't say negative things about me it's like well you say negative things about other people so who, who the fuck are you yeah you can't you can't, you can't just play both sides right. like that that's ridiculous uh number four on my list N- now i'll admit this is incredibly. Pe- I'm almost lying with this one. <laughs> I had to put him on. Is Scott Zola? Oh yes. You fucking. You unfollow me on Twitter. <laughs> so petty. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> so petty. <laughs> after. After I thought we had a nice relationship. <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> Who the hell do you think you are? You left I, Barstool. That's I, what you did. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, I don't know. Do you have to throw me out like yesterday's fucking garbage? I guess But so. no. Zoe does annoy me because, again, same reason as Dale. I, there's, I think there's some some darkness behind those those aviators. You know what I mean? That we never see. It's always happy-go-lucky guy. And that's why I respect the shit out of Minahan and did that episode last week. Uh, because I like guys that you see the duality of them. You see them at your best, you see them at your worst, and you believe there's a, a real person in there. You believe there's an honesty to it. Zoe... I feel no honesty with. I don't think there's anyone that's like that all the time. It's just fake. And you know what? Maybe that's just their show and I don't get it. But to me, it, it does seem phony and fraudulent a little bit. Because I don't think he's that guy all the time. Um, and that's obvious by, again, him unfollowing me on Twitter. I think everyone should be more outraged about that more than anything. Am I right, guys? You all agree with me, of course. I'm outraged. You know, no one finds that petty at all that I would bring that up over and over again. Well, that's the best part that it's petty. Yeah. <laughs> Are you so, uh, number three on your list. We have not really, well, he is a personality, actually, because he's on TV, is Cedric Maxwell. That's bizarre to me. I love Max. Oh. I can see, I guess, how he's annoying. That, But you don't think, these are guys you don't think are good at their job. Yeah, No, this is someone who I think absolutely should not be calling games. Really? At all. Yeah, It's awful. He's I, insightful. Look, I don't care. I how often, don't how care. How often do you really listen to the Celtics games on the radio? Every time in my car and it's on. All right, fair Which enough. is... <laughs> Unfortunately, often. <laughs> often. Well, they're on all the time, but yeah, yeah. every I can't listen to it. I'll listen, I'll tune in for a little bit, and I'll put up with it well, for about like, ten. You minutes. don't like the quack quack quack. You don't think quack 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 has gotten old over after fifteen years? No. <laughs> like, you don't like it? No, I don't like it. Are you kidding me? No, I like Max. I hate like especially when he goes off on a tangent. He's like, "Oh my god, that dunk!" Shut the fuck up! Holy crap! I Be like a Max. color analyst. I think you'll regret that. When uh, when Tommy is not able to do games anymore and they have Scal doing TV instead of Cedric Maxwell. I think the world will see just how good Tommy was and just how good Cedric Maxwell is when they're, when they're stuck with the likes of Scal for uh, 82 games a year. But uh, my number three, now we're getting much more obvious. <laughs> now we're like, okay, this is, these are the guys we wanted. Uh, Tony Maz. Like go. I said earlier, the I guy. think Maz... While I respect that he's a he's an ass man, <laughs> while I respect that he loves a good ass, <laughs> um, I think he's a, I think he's a, an incredible phony. Like if I, the evidence of Zoe being a phony, I don't really have. The evidence of Maz I do have is that Maz was a respected journalist 
for years. He's a Hall of Fame voter for the MLB. And all of, all of a sudden, he's this wacky circus act that juggles while Michael Felger makes good points. <laughs> yep, I agree with you, Mike. Just Felger's lapdog. And now, hey, would I be Felger's lapdog for seven hundred grand a year? I would. Without a doubt. Are you kidding me? I'd blow him on air. Yeah. <laughs> so I would have no problem selling my soul, and I admit that. But I haven't done it yet. So you can't criticize me for it. Um, but I just think, yeah, I think Maz is completely a phony act. And uh, it's not for me. The, 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 the complete silliness and the just saying thing. Like, the guy obviously doesn't know basketball, so he feels like he has to say, like, Kawhi Leonard's not a franchise player. And things like that. It's like, okay, really, Maz? Is that what you believe? <laughs> or, come on. Oh, really, Tony? You think that? It's like, okay, I don't know. It's it just not for me. I think uh, if you slid Murray over into that seat, that show would do equally well, if not better. Uh, unless hard. my boys OMF start creeping up on him, baby. It's hard to imagine Felger doing better, too. Well, right. Just imagine. Yeah, I shouldn't say better because they're number one. They can't really do better. They're, like, untouchable. And they one. won't do better because I truly believe OMF is much greater competition than they've faced ever here. Only time was the big when they started the big show was dying. Then they had Sulk and Holly. That was if I've ever seen a cakewalk for Felger and Maz, it was the Sulk and Holly program. Dale and Keefe look like Howard Stern next to <laughs> Sulk and Holly. Like it was unbelievably bad. Um so finally the Felger and Maz show have some competition. It'll be interesting to see. Uh maybe eventually you'll see a change. You'll see the ninety eight five season my way and slides Murray over there once uh OMF start beating him in the ratings. Um who do you have at number two? A repeat here. Scott Zolak is Scott Zolak. my number two. Now, why do you do you hate him for the same reasons as me? No, not hate him. I don't. I don't hate the fucking guy. He was he was all right to me at one time. No, the for me listening to him call Patriots games, perfect. He's great. Yes, at it. he's I very good. He's I think I, I could it. do without the show ponies and all that, but that's a shtick. I get it. Whatever. That, but to, yes, he is good at to it. To me, that doesn't bother me because like it has. It didn't bother me. He didn't bother me. He never would have made this list if you asked me this. I don't know, six months ago. But now, in the past, like, I don't know, three or four months, he's really sold out for this or really gone all in on the, like, kind of barstooly act. But Oh, he loves it. But it's Oh, just, does he? What, would he? He must be so jealous that Minahan has been offered a spot at barstool. And he yeah, hasn't. I just, he must be creaming his jeans at the idea of working at Barstool. But it seems so fake, too. Like yeah. It's just like, fake, oh, Barstool, love it, I drink all the time. It's like, dude, you're a 40-year-old man, almost 50-year-old man, man yeah. like, grow up. Yeah, Come there's on. a little bit of that. It's just, you just saying, you just seem like a sad alcoholic guy, yeah. and it's just, stop it. Just do your show, do it well. Sad alcoholic guy. Yeah. Um, He's the sad alcoholic uncle that you have. What are we at for uh, time, just out of curiosity? Uh, 54 minutes. Ooh, Jesus, this is a long one. Oh, I apologize, folks, but I think it's been a good time. one. Uh, number two, Pete Abraham, another personal vendetta that I have. But I have good reason for this one. This isn't as petty. Uh, Pete Abraham tried to get me fired when I was at Barstool. If you haven't heard the entire story, uh, I've told it before, I'm pretty sure, on this podcast. I think so. I think with Lucy Burge, maybe, or something. But if I haven't, I'll tell it again at some point. But the crux of it was, when I was an intern, all he knew of me as was I was Blind Mike, the barstool intern. And he tried to get me fired because I said something on a podcast that he didn't like. And that is, I got a first-hand look 
at the, the type of the weasel that it takes to do that. To call Feidelberg, who I guess he thought Feidelberg was my boss. <laughs> Which we we barely ever talked, like, <laughs> but so I guess he thought Feidelberg was my boss and started emailing like Feidelberg and Karabas saying you got to get rid of this guy. It's a disgrace that you can have this guy working for you. He's so unprofessional. Which is like, hey, look at who you're t- consider the source. <laughs> I'm too unprofessional for barstool sports, you jackass. So he called me uh, instead of nicely talking to me about what he thought I did, which he didn't even listen to. He thought I said something about him. He didn't listen to it, and he took it out of context. Uh, instead of saying, like, hey, what, did I misunderstand? What, what was the deal with this? Instead, he called me an idiot several times. He suggested that uh, my mother was a whore. Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. I didn't know, I didn't know that. Oh, I mean, the, the, the whole story, story is great. Times. Yeah, he suggested my mother was a whore, um, called me an idiot, and a few other things, <laughs> a few other choice words he had for me. Um so I'll break down the whole story one day if I haven't already on here. But that is why I believe uh, Pete Abraham is a complete fraud. I think it's creepy and weird that he sees players wearing an article of clothing and comes in the next day with that same article of Hey, hey, David Price, I got shoes to match you. Am I one of the guys now? Can I be one of the gang? Oh, <laughs> This is a loser. Disgust- a complete loser. Um, and I have no respect for him as a man or a journalist, because he does a horrible job covering the team, uh, because he's completely biased. He defends them on Twitter. Hey, that's not your job, Pete. If someone says David Price sucks, it's not your job to call them a white supremacist, you clown. (laughs) So shut the fuck up. (laughs) That's not why people are saying David Price sucks, and a lot of people are. We're going overtime, folks, but I'm making it worth it. I'm giving you a good trashing of Pete Abraham. (laughs) Um, You gave your number two already, right? Who's your number one? My number one. Probably very vanilla to most people, but it is uh, Sarge Riley over there. That's bizarre to me. That fucking Sarge salute. Um, so well, why, I guess. Well, t- t- tell me, me why. Make it quick, because I don't think many people even know who Sarge is. Oh, just listen to him. He's a flash guy, a fill-in flash guy in 98.5. Fill-in? Air quotes. He can't fill in for shit. He, got, he was given five Nicely minutes done. at the end of Zolak and Bertrand and couldn't do it. He was just complaining the whole time that Scott Zolak left the studio or just wasn't saying anything. It wasn't feeding into him. It's just, that's pathetic, dude. You've been on the radio for 10 years. Get it together. You should be able to carry a show for five minutes. Now, just fill it in. I want to make sure everyone knows that I checked. I double-checked on Twitter. Mike Sarge Riley still follows me, and for that, I give him a Sarge salute. Get that out of here. <laughs> get, get that. That's another thing that bothers me. It's like, what are you doing? You went in the military. You mean like, who, who are you to be a fill and flash guy and have like a catchphrase? Is that what you're saying? It's a I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. It's garbage. I would never say such a thing. If anyone was like, I give you I a Sarge. I would never with that and put it in your if head. I, if I give you a Sarge salute, I would slap them on the street. Well, I'm giving you a Sarge salute, my friend, for your, I'm gonna for your devotion to this program. All right. Um, my number one was obvious. It's probably obvious because I haven't put her on yet. Trenny is obviously number one. And for the same reasons I put Pete Abraham on my list, you do not go after your own. You do not, especially for the company you work for. You do not go after Tony Maz and say he should be suspended or suggest that Jerry Callahan is saying hateful things on the radio. You do not do that. You do as, And if you want to do it, do it in a way that doesn't suggest they should be off the air. You ne- I, the, the least respect for people I have in this business is anyone who's, who requests 
or demands a suspension or a firing. I think it's uh, pathetic. I think it's spineless. I think it's weak. I think it's uh, it shows a lack of morals because what you should be doing is, well, Maz said something I don't agree with. Let's shine a light on that. Let's have, have me on to have a, a debate with him about why he shouldn't use language like that. But no, you'd rather silence him and take that voice away because it's something you don't like. It's something that's not comfortable for you. And to make it so even Trent worse, is a complete fraud. to make it even worse, it's to make herself look better. It's, to, it's for Twitter applause, but it's also hypocritical because then she'll go after David Price and say, oh, isn't David Price a pussy, guys? And maybe she doesn't use those words, but it's essentially what she's saying. So, you know, Trenny, uh, grow more of a backbone. I know... Kirk and Jerry, Jerry especially, pat you on the back all the time for being this strong. You'll go at anyone. But will you really? Will you really go at people that genuinely disagree with you and are going to fight you without demanding they be suspended if they use a no-no word? That shows uh, no no integrity to me. But just one man's opinion. Just one guy who has made nothing of himself, completely trashing people who have made a lot of themselves and have made a lot of money in this business. We'll get there someday. Yeah, eventually. We'll see. Um... So that concludes my list and Jared's list, folks. You can tell us uh, what you thought of those lists at blindmike underscore and uh, at Jared Dignan. Jared Dignan? Yeah, that's it. Look at that. Look at you. At Jared Dignan on uh, the Twitter device. And um, uh, I do want to say, we are. uh, some of you might be listening to this. It's coming out late on uh, uh, Jimmy Fun Day. Wednesday night. The second night of the Jimmy Fun. And uh, as someone who is... uh, yeah, the Jimmy Fun has been very near and dear to my heart. Now, I'm not going to get sappy on you two weeks in a row, but I will say uh, my grandmother was in uh, Dana-Farber for a lot of her life, uh, and I've uh, contributed as much as I could to the Jimmy Fund over the years, and I think it's... I have my problems with charity and where I wonder about where a lot of the money goes in some cases, but um, everything I've seen on the Jimmy Fund, and you listen to it for two fucking days on this station, every story you hear, nothing but glowing reviews of... Um, how the Jimmy Fund helps a ton of people. So I, I believe that the Jimmy Fund is a uh, well worth your donation, whatever you can give. They give in and, every um, every dollar donation, every dollar of the donation money they have, 86 cents of that goes to Dana-Farber Cancer right. Research. So It's a hell of a lot more than you get with the NFL. Right, <laughs> uh, with any charity. So, and that's great. I, I love hearing that. And um, uh, you don't, most of you are listening not, where you can't call in to the Jimmy Fund uh, radio telethon hotline. So what you can do is just go on their fucking website and donate. You can donate whenever you want. You don't have to just donate today or yesterday. Um, throughout the year, whenever you got extra money, donate to the Jimmy Fund and uh, R.I.P. Nonagiri. And then that's enough for the sappy shit. Uh, more, imp- way more importantly than donating to the Jimmy Fund is getting you guys to subscribe on iTunes. Of course, because hey, you could help. A lot of kids with cancer, or you could help one horribly depressed man feel a little better about himself, which would feel equally good, I'm sure, and it's a lot easier. So just give us five stars on iTunes and a positive review, and then uh, keep listening, tell your friends about it, and uh, goodbye. See ya. You've been listening to Trash Talk with Blind Mike. Hear it again on WEEI.com, iTunes, and the Radio.com app. Tune in next week for another edition of Trash Talk, a presentation of WEEI.com.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 